I'm really glad we can speak. Um, had the opportunity here, but a couple weeks ago, John spoke and still receiving from my brother, John Lovett, after working together for many years, still hear his words, but go into my heart and really stirred some of the stuff that I'll be sharing today. And, uh, but he said, there's a season of opportunity that is here at Life Center and a season of opportunity with God here and in the kingdom of God. And I really believe that with all my heart. We're in a great season, leaning in, experiencing God, and I think God just, I think he wants to meet with us more than we want to meet with him at times, amen? And uh, last Sunday, Charles shared so clearly this kind of directive he's been given for the whole year of these five words, awake, arise. You guys tracking with me? Remember that? Count it all joy, no eye has seen, the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro. There? Yes, remember, shake your head, like give me some kind of nod, I'm tracking. All right, good, isn't that good? And it really shared some practical uh, wisdom and some ideas like how for us as to believers to be prepared to respond to kind of the world's craziness right now that we're in that, that's a pushback, that we know how to respond intelligently with, a, with you know, information and know what we're saying. And, and uh, I'm gonna tie part of that today, but I love, love, love this place, Life Center. I love the culture here because we, it's a presence-driven church, if you could say it that way. We're not into having programs. We do have children's ministry and youth ministry and all those, but it's all about the presence of God. Isn't that good? So we honor his presence. We celebrate his presence. We seek his presence. And, but we also honor the scriptures. We love the written word of God. We want to be obedient to the word. We want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives, right? Come on. We want to see fruit. We pray for everybody that comes in this place. They bear fruit and their fruit remains, just like Jesus prayed. What do you mean, Brian? I'm talking about the love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. All that stuff is in our lives, and it's evidence of his presence in our lives, right? Isn't that good? So, you know, if you're getting grouchy all the time, you need, you need an encounter, right? <laughs> but the other part of this I really, really love about Life Center is that we love encounters with God, don't we? Come on, we love to encounter God because when we encounter God, we get to know God, okay? It's a game changer, folks, all right? I can know all about him, but when I encounter him, I know him, and that's a different deal. This prepares me, linked to what Charles said, all the more I'm prepared for the pushback from the world. No, I know my God, okay? It doesn't matter how much you can argue or not argue. Nope, I know the living God. Isn't that a different deal? It's a game changer, right? So that's really good. I just think knowing him is so key in this hour. I love what it says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. It says, and we know that the Son of God has come. Are you there? We know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. So we know him. That's what he's talking about. And we are in him who is true, in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God in eternal life. Knowing Jesus is eternal life. Isn't that awesome? Okay, I'm gonna break this down so it's really clear. Encounter. An encounter is a particular kind of meeting or experience with another person. It's to come upon face to face. And I'm talking about a specifically an experience with God in which there's some supernatural manifestation of God's presence in your life. It's out of the ordinary. You need to pray for that all the time? Yes, we pray for that all the time. We want to have encounters after encounters after encounters. And every week I get the great opportunity and, and honor and a lot of our staff do. We get to meet people almost every Sunday that just had an encounter with God. It's awesome. If you ever speak with someone, as soon as they've come out of an encounter, they're kind of like, oh, Hi, hi. You know, if you ever saw the movie The Shack, and he comes back, he says, I met the father. <laughs> I met daddy. You know, it just wrecked me in that movie. Anyhow, it just gets you out there. But I thought all throughout the Bible, there's crazies and crazy encounters with God. 
like Moses encounters God, like, like Johnny was praying, like in a burning bush. The bush starts speaking to him. I don't know, I haven't had a burning bush speak to me. How about you? Like, really? That's like out of the ordinary. Wouldn't you agree? Okay. Come on, Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. Like, it's like everything stops and there's a holy glow, you know, and these guys freak out. But all kinds of encounters in the Bible. Joshua stayed in the tent so he could have a face-to-face encounter with the Lord. Elijah and Elisha, the crazy prophets of God, have amazing encounters. Zachariah, and you could just go through lists, go through lists. But encounters with God can happen anywhere. Do you know that? And we have, I'm so, that's why I love this place because we really pray into it, have an atmosphere, a culture that we want to encounter the Lord, but it can happen anywhere. And I, my, one of my very first encounters with God was in a hospital bed sitting in traction. You're like, really? Really? Okay, that sounds totally crazy. I was in a horrible car accident. They put the shooter of me, said I was dead. That's why I'm standing here today doing what I'm doing because God's like, this is the plan for your life instead of the other plan was death, all right? And... Uh, so I'm sitting in traction. I've broken all the bones on the left side of my body. And my doctor said, you're all right. And I said, yeah, that's a bad joke. But anyhow, I've really broke all my ribs, my pelvis, my femur in three places, my elbow in, in four places here. They had to build an elbow, which works really good now. Uh, they took out my spleen. So you name it, all kinds of stuff was wrong. The big part I want to get to is the encounters. So I got a letter written to me by a sibling and explained the gospel to me. So for about a three-week span, I would have these encounters with God. And it was like the bed would move. And I know that sounds like you've lost your mind. Well, I did. So it was really good. Because I had no framework for it. I don't understand. You don't understand. I didn't read the Bible. I had no framework. I was as far from God as the moon, okay? And I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, this is the living God. That's what it is. Are you there? And I think, like, this is all throughout the Bible, too. How about Paul, who was called Saul, gets knocked to the ground. And his first response is, oh, Lord. <laughs> like, he was, like, a killing people. And now he's, like, completely transformed. Isn't that amazing? We just put sinners out there. We put the people out there. They could never get saved. Oh, no. Pray the dangerous prayers for them, okay? I was, I'm standing here today because people pray dangerous prayers, and most of you are too, all right? Are you with me? Come on. Another earlier encounter I had was when, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like, we believe in that. That means baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm sitting in the bottom of a bunk bed that I spent most of my teenage years sleeping in, and I'm singing songs on the back of a bulletin that I brought home from church, and I'm just singing and singing. It's close to midnight. And all of a sudden, I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. I start singing in a different language. And I'm literally, no, no joke, I'm like, what is this? This is euphoria. That's what it is. <laughs> and no joke, John and Patty can attest. I called them and said, what is this? They said, and I literally said, look, I haven't been smoking. I'm not doing any drugs. And I was wrestling at that season. I'm just being totally honest with you. I go really full, hard for God and then go like, uh, you know. So I was in that place. And they're like, well, I said, honestly, I'm not high. I'm not stoned. I'm not out of my mind. They're like, that's the Holy Spirit. I'm like, wow, this is great. I didn't have to do anything, smoke anything, put anything in my body. Do you know what I mean? Are you with me? Just thank you, God. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but it's amazing how God can encounter you all over the place. Isn't it awesome? But it's getting to know him is the one thing that happens when you have an encounter with God. And I want it to happen reoccur over and over and over. All right? Come on. We can hear all about him. We can know the scriptures. We can even know the principles of God. But when we have an encounter with God, it's a total game changer. Everything, now we're knowing him. Okay? Philippians chapter 3, I've got to have a few verses so you think it's biblical, right? Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 says, Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the priceless gain of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. That awesome statement. Like everything, and I've been in God's, when you have encounters with God, it's just like everything else. 
I was talking to someone about last week, we had an encounter, and he's like, yeah, all the issues just are settled. Whatever issues you're dealing with at the moment, it just dissipate, don't they? Like, everything's good. <laughs> it's amazing how it all disappears and fades, right? Isn't it awesome? But our encounters with God, I feel like we constantly encounter God, we're encountering his love, right? He is love. That was one of the first things I'm like, oh, you just love, you're love. You're not, you love me and you're loving, but you are love, right? God is love, everything good, right? My heavenly father, the perfect father is one who has all the power to change my life. The only one who can wash me and make me clean on the inside. Are you there? Come on, these are the things we encounter when we encounter him. Only as our creator, the one who has given me purpose for my life. Isn't it great? Come on, we get to know him. We experience encounter. We experience him. We sense him. We feel him. We, you're with, we hear him. We pray that all the time. We want it to be an experience. So we pray over life center. It's one of our mottos. Experience the love of God and what? Give it away, right? You can't help but give it away. <laughs> John and Patty were so patient with me when I first got saved. I'm like running to them every day. God told me this. They're like, that's amazing. I'm like, no, do you understand? <laughs> oh, we don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I get so turned up. Anyhow, really good, isn't it? So when we encounter him, we get to know him. Secondly, we encounter him. We are changed. All right? Aren't we changed in his presence? Come on. He changes our lives as we encounter. He's the one who makes us holy. We can't do it ourselves, right? He's the one that changes the way we think. He's the one that puts his desires within our hearts, changes our hearts, changes our likes and dislikes. Our attitude has changed. We're becoming who we are created to be. I think John said it the other week, becoming our true selves. And I thought, oh, that's really good, becoming our true selves, right? Come on, our personality's changed. All the time he's making us new. I love what it says in 1 Samuel 10, Samuel prophesied over King Saul that the spirit of the Lord would come upon him and the king would be transformed into a different man. He's talking about an encounter with God. He says this over the king. He says, look, this is going to happen. Isn't that awesome? In the New Testament, Saul, who was, you know, became Paul. He's killing Christians. Then he becomes one of the ones who wants to save the entire universe. Like, wow, what a transformation. Isn't that good? Come on, how about Peter? He's constantly being changed. He's constantly being changed as he encounters Jesus. He goes from being a fisherman to the one who has the revelation. Okay, Christ Jesus, you're the son of the living God. To the point where he gets it right after an upper room encounter, right? He gets it right by saying, oh, I'm just going to share this is that. And 3,000 just brought into the kingdom. Isn't that amazing? We beat up on him, but he got it. <laughs> He's matured in his response, which we'll talk about, right? Isn't that awesome? I thought, God, you're doing this. I love this. A few years ago, I had a friend, it was probably two years ago, two and a half years ago, a friend of mine that I graduated high school from showed up here. And it was weird because I hadn't seen the girl since like graduation day. You know what I mean? And, I, and it was a good thing because it was not good. I was, you know, we dated, but it was not, it was like bad, like living world craziness. Anyhow, showed up here and I met her in the back of the sanctuary and she was shocked. She's like, and it wasn't just because I had a lot less hair. It was more of, the, she kept saying, your countenance has changed. And her son was with her, and they're totally non-believers. And they're like, wow, there's such an aura around you, man. And I'm like, it's Jesus. <laughs> and they're like, no, you don't get it. I'm like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it really is. Not just because I shined it up today, right? <laughs> you with me? Sorry. <laughs> But I remember just being mesmerized, like, you, I came here because they told me you were a pastor at this church. I came to see it for myself. Never would have believed it. But it continued. It's like, a, she's like, you're totally a different person. I said, oh, yeah, that's the power of God in someone's life. Isn't that awesome? Come on. And I've watched, I've watched this so many come here. We're privileged as a staff to see so many people come 
and you see their whole countenances and lives change. I was talking about Robert earlier. I remember reading Robert came in like, and not in a good place, and now he's like the person who wants to get everybody saved. And I know Sarah King, I just point you out, I watched Sarah, man, it's the last two and a half years. She came in with darkness. Now you're like, your whole life is full of light. Isn't it awesome? And I could just say person after person in the room, watching your life transform is absolutely amazing. And you know, God, there's a living God working in our lives. Isn't that good? Come on, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. This is the New Living Translation, and we don't use this too much, but it says, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. There's a lot in this, and I'm just gonna extract the part here. It says, the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Isn't that good? Ah, oh, so good. God, we get before you change us, all right? And I love when we do this, when we have encounters, it's so personal, isn't it? It's not like anybody else's encounter. Like you can be a room full of everybody's having an encounter and they're so individual and personal. That's what I love. It's like, man, you could like the guy on the other side of the room is having a completely different encounter, but he's still having an encounter with the same living God. That's amazing how God did, how big he is, isn't that? <laughs> come on, isn't that great? I've heard people come to me and say, man, I just didn't feel like we were singing it today. Like, God, come with your fire. And I've had people like, I don't know, I just felt like I was being burned up and consumed. And I thought, yep, there's a purifying fire. There's an all-consuming fire, right? So there's a refiner's fire. I don't know, God, I pray for grace in your life because some stuff's gonna happen, all right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Others have said, God, I feel like there's oil, warm oil poured over my life. Isn't that awesome? Like, ah, what is happening? When you can't even know what's happening. We don't know, but these are kind of elements of revival or they feel refreshed by water. Like I feel washed and clean, and cleansed and like I filled up or I feel like the wind of the spirits up my back. And I thought, yeah, these are elements of revival and they do this all the time is what God does. Isn't that awesome? So come on, we, we, we encounter him, what happens? What's the first thing? No. Know him, right? Second thing, we are changed. You're tracking with me. Just want to review. It's like teaching, right? Okay, third, when we encounter God, he releases his purposes, his plans, his, his, his wisdom, his assignments, his directions for our lives, even in that season and way beyond. Does that make sense? Like, he can show you something you've been trying to figure out for so many times. I've talked to countless people say, oh, man, I was seeking about this information. I got it in an instant. I knew what to do and where to go whether it's a business thing, a relationship, whatever it was. And I remember when I was in college, I had this open vision. It's one of the first times I had an encounter with God, and I got an open vision of a sea of students as far as I could see. And not knowing, <laughs> within a year or two, I was hired by as a youth pastor, and it launched me into the next 15, 20 years of my life. This is what I'm pursuing, to see as many of these next generation I can get saved. Isn't that awesome? Not knowing what it even meant at the time. I'm like, God, what is that? I didn't know. <laughs> Are you there? Isn't that good? Come on, over and over. I love the leadership at Life Center. This staff is always seeking God in an encounter saying, God, show us what to do and where to go and what to, you know, who to have on the team and what's going on in this situation. Man, I just love it throughout the years. You know, we, even when we found this property, you know, we were like, this is the right place. And Charles and I walked in, we're like, this is it. And John's like, I don't know how we're going to do it, but I believe you guys, you know, <laughs> it's a little out there. <laughs> we're in a casket factory and don't have any money, but God will do it, right? So it's crazy. But I, I remember a couple years ago, Charles and David coming out here and, Charles came out of a place of prayer and said, I just got this picture. We should do a balcony so we can expand. Like, that's the direction how it comes from encountering God. Isn't that good? Come on. It's a good, safe thing, man. Or whether it's, or David saying, we should focus on this. Or Johnny, we should focus on this for a season. And we give our hearts to it because we trust each other following and encountering the Lord. Isn't that good? Come on, man. are just not making this stuff up. Oh, that seems like a good idea. No, we want to be led by the Holy Spirit, all right? Because as many are led by the Spirit of God, what are they? The sons of God. Are you with me? Come on, isn't that good? I love, man. I know I just want to touch on when you say encounters because there's responses, right? Okay, there's all kinds of crazy responses. And 
And when we do this, there's, I can say responses, manifestations. When God, you have an encounter with God, you can have crazy manifestation, whether you're crying, crying, or you're just frozen, or you feel stuck, or you can't take your hands down because you're in his presence, or whatever. You know what I mean? And, or you're, you know, yelling. I, you know, I, know I don't want to focus on that as more as like, is there fruit in our lives from those, those encounters? Are you there? And so many of these are unexplainable when you have encounters with God because God is a mystery and it's okay, right? Man, we always want to explain everything and sometimes you just can't say, I don't know, he's way bigger. We can't, I don't know what that means, right? But I know in his presence, there's fullness of joy and at his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore, right? The whole world system would get that. They'd stop seeking the substitutions of it, right? Come on, a few weeks ago, I got to show this, about a month ago, we, Patty Leach was speaking and shared this video and um, I got wrecked, and it's just, it's amazing. It was called Wait on the Lord. I don't know if you guys have seen the video. It's a song by Maverick City and Elevation, I believe, that combined. And in the video, I had heard the song before, but when she showed the video, I got undone. And I got, I was over on that side of the, of the room, and I just started weeping. And I've been at one of those encounters, and you can't figure out, but I'm always like, what's going on, God? Just like, be quiet. And yeah, but I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and I haven't cried this hard in like 10 years. Like, what is going on? And I got wrecked in the video. They showed African-American, and they showed, you know, <laughs> kids, white kids, and they showed Asian, and they showed it. And I got so wrecked because for all the years we've been here, we've contended that this church would not just be a multi-generational church, but it would be a multi-ethnic church. And I'm literally, literally, you don't understand, like, because <laughs> on 13th Street, probably we had a much more mixed population in our congregation. And I remember when we moved here, I was particularly working with the youth, and we lost a lot of the kids out of the hood, because we were right next to this hood, uh, Hall Manor. It was a tough place, but we celebrated kids coming in all the time. But I really felt that night, I felt the burden of the Lord come on me. At the same time, I felt the Lord said, I trust this house. It will happen. You will see all the ethnicities. So isn't that good? Yay, God. So... Just put it out there like that. Said, just declare it in the atmosphere, amen? So this good? So come on, man. We, we encounter God and uh, he changes us, right? We encounter God. There's always something he's doing in our lives, amen? So the fourth one, we encounter God. He causes us to respond, doesn't he? And we can see this all throughout the Bible, but Isaiah 6 is a really great scripture. Verse 8, if you're looking at it for specifically, but he's encountering God and he hears the Lord say, whom shall I send? He can't help but respond and say, here I am, send me. Isn't that awesome? I know you guys are all familiar with this, but he responds immediately. And you see people's responses in the Bible, and some of them are really great, and some are like, what are you doing? You know, in John 13, this is uh, verses 6 and 8 and 9, Jesus begins to prepare to wash the disciples' feet. And uh, Peter responds to him like, you're not washing my feet. What are you doing, man? You're not doing this. And he says, look, if I don't wash your feet, you're not going to have any part with me. He's trying to get Peter to get it. And Peter's like, okay, then, man, wash my feet. You know, wash my hands, wash my head. He's like, just Peter, just be still. It's okay. You're not going to get this right now. It's kind of like, we can drink your cup. No, you can't, but you think you can, all right? (laughs) Isn't that awesome? It's like, it's so good. But there's other parts of this when Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up on the, um, Mount, they call it the Mount Transfiguration in Matthew 16. Let's read that. Can we do that? Matthew 17, 17. I'm sorry, verses one through six. Can we just read this for a second? It says, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, led them, led them up high on a mountain themselves. And there he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. And just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Here we go. Peter says, 
Lord, it is really good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll put up three shelters, one for you, for Moses, and for Elijah. While he's still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from heaven says, this is my son whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Did you get it? Like, Peter, don't talk. He can say, shut up, whatever it is. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I thought this is so good. The disciples heard this. They fell face down to the ground, and Jesus comes and grabs and touches and says, look, get up. Don't be afraid. And they looked up, and they saw it was just Jesus. Isn't that awesome? But I can identify with Peter. Anybody else can identify with Peter? You have an encounter with God. You're like, we're going to do something. I'm always like that. About a month ago, I had this extended meeting. We were praying for people. I'm like, jumped on the mic. I'm like, don't anybody leave. we got to just stay here. I'm like, just be quiet, Brian. God's got it covered. But there is parts you do get excited, and you're like, I need to say something because people won't get it. You know what I mean? I know Chani is the same way. Like, we need to add to it, you know? And it's okay. But there's parts where it's not just, it's just not wisdom. So, um, you know, it's just good to think through this stuff. I remember for years, I went on mission trips and through the 90s, and we started working in, in uh, the country of Hungary, and there was a young guy there, and he started planting churches. We went back about four or five times, times and took, like, teams of 40 to 50 kids. It was amazing. So every trip, I'd come home, and I'd, get, I'd have these encounters on these trips. We'd get into Bulgaria and the Czech Republic and Austria, and it was just wide open, and I'd have these encounters. I'm like, this is my land, you know? And I'd, <laughs> I'd come home, like, Mars. We're getting, we're just giving everything away. We're moving Eastern Europe. <laughs> no joke. And she'd be like, that's fine. Okay. And, we, you know, this is four small children. She's like, great. You want to help change some diapers? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> let's just wait a few weeks. Just seek the Lord. It's <laughs> just, why don't you get some sleep? Because you haven't had much, you know. <laughs> Let me hear from the Lord too on this. <laughs> so, honestly, I got like, oh, okay, that wasn't the wisdom of God, you know. But I get, I get wrecked in these encounters, you know, in a different country thinking, obviously, because I'm having these encounters, this is where the Lord's leading me. Not so much. Are you with me? Okay. So don't, just to make it really clear, encounters with God don't make us perfect people. Okay. Man, I've had an encounter of character. Best you must be amazing. Nope. I'm just trying to figure it out. All right. <laughs> all the disciples can attest to this. Here walking with him and encountering him for three and a half years. And then they all abandoned him at the prime time, didn't they? It's like, uh-oh. So I think they were missing it. So give each other some grace, can't we? All right? Moses wasn't the perfect leader after he had an encounter in the burning bush, right? He's like, wow, he might be amazing. No, he just like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, what are we doing here? You know? <laughs> so <laughs> that gives each other a lot of grace, okay? All right? Are you with me? Come on, we get people encountering God week after week and month after month. It's a process, all right? And I just, I think sometimes we want to make it, a, I, I always try to figure it out. Well, that's the way we had it in the last encounter, sing that same song. And there's guys that do that, and God's just not showing up on that. So it's really good. Here, we're always like, what is God saying and doing in the moment? But I know personally, I'm like, whatever we did last time to have an encounter, let's do that again. Does that make sense? That's not always right, okay? Are you there? But hopefully, as we encounter him over and over again, there is, we grow and mature in our response to our encounter, right? Are you with me? Peter sure did. You saw his progression. <laughs> that encounter in the upper room. I think he got it right after that, right? Like, this is that. That's all he had to say. And I thought, man, isn't that good? Come on, Jesus has an encounter with God, and then he's led into the desert, right? I mean, it's actually, the words are actually driven by the Holy Spirit. I know people are like, well, that's not the Holy Spirit. No, it says right there, he drove them out there, <laughs> fasting for 40 days, and then his life's launched into a life, life of miracles. Pretty amazing process, isn't it? Okay. I love this. Let me read you a quick story here. I just got this from somebody recently. It's about five years ago that I began to desire an encounter with God. I'd heard stories of other people who had encounters and how it changed their lives. And I knew that I wanted my life and my impact to go to another level. 
So I began asking and asking that God would touch me in such a way that it would change my life and my ministry. So one night I decided to pray all night. From 11 p.m. to 6 a.m., all about three in the morning, I started to experience something that's hard to explain. My body started to reverberate with a kind of electricity from heaven, and this lasted for about three hours. I sensed God's presence so powerfully and strongly that it had a physical impact on my body. I had what many would refer to as an encounter, and something shifted. From that moment, my life changed. I began to experience a deeper level of intimacy and ability to hear God's voice. I also began to see God do many supernatural signs and wonders that I had never seen before, and it all started with an encounter. Why do I read that story? It's a pastor of a mainline denominational church in the area. I thought, oh, this is good, because he's hearing about Life Center and Bethel and Elevation and all these churches that people are having an encounter. He's like, I'm leading this thing. I want to have an encounter with God. Isn't that awesome? Come on. I ran into it. Just to add to that, I know I ran into another guy. It was a youth pastor with me in the mid-90s. And now he's senior pastor about an hour and a, a little bit of about an hour away. And I ran into him recently at a funeral. And he came to me and said, I just want to thank you. I'm like, thank you? And he's like, I want to thank you for what you guys are doing at Life Center. And I was like, what? He's like, what you're doing there is affecting so many churches in the region. And it made me feel so humble. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, I know you guys are pushing to go where God's going all the time. And he said, it really has a ripple effect in a lot of the churches in here. I thought, ah, okay, God. (laughs) I don't know if all that warfare that comes with it, but thank you. (laughs) But it was cool that he recognized and he slipped. He said, I've been to so many of your conferences. I didn't just get filled up. I thought, oh man, Robert, what a good guy. Anyhow, but he's the living God. He wants to meet with us, doesn't he? Come on, he loves to meet with us and he wants to show himself for who he really is. He wants to change us, all right? He wants to give us plans and directions. He wants a mature response when we encounter him, amen? Come on, I love what Bill Johnson said not too long ago. He said, the next outpouring of God will be focused on the manifest presence of Jesus upon his people. Isn't that awesome? The next outpouring of God will be focused on the manifest presence of Jesus upon his people. That's an encounter, isn't it? (laughs) That's what he's talking about. I thought, oh, this is really good, right? So I love, we want to keep praying for encounters and keep praying for encounters and keep praying for encounters because it changes everything, doesn't it? Okay, a few things to consider to take away with. Number one, ask God for encounter. Ask him for an encounter and an encounter and an encounter and an encounter. So it's just not a one-time experience. It's a lifestyle, right? That's what bugged me so bad after I had an encounter. I'm like, I want to do this again. Like, I want to have that same feeling, you know? And we try to figure it out. Well, if I just don't talk, I just won't leak and I'll have a better encounter. Like, that doesn't work. Sorry. That was really weird. Younger days, like, whatever we did, I won't eat. No, you're going to die, okay? So, <laughs> we did all kinds of weird things. I know you guys did too. Like, on our way to church, don't say a word. Just don't say a word. Just pray in the Holy Spirit the whole time. That's, come on, man, all right? But ask him for an encounter, okay? <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Number two, ask other people to pray for you to have an encounter. You can do this all the time, and this is what we love doing here at Life Center, okay? Number three, be around other people who have had encounters to hear their stories and build your faith. I love, man, when I remember we first met James Gall or Lou Engel, these guys would talk about encounters. They're like, they're out there in Never Neverland. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Where'd you go? I never left the room. I'm like, what? <laughs> you literally did go to Never Neverland, huh? It's awesome, but it, in, it encourages you and builds your faith, doesn't it? Come on, this is so good. Number four, we learn to wait on the Lord. Okay, learn to wait on the Lord. Learn to be in his presence and to expect him to meet you. That's what he wants to do, all right? So good, isn't it? Come on, we want to do this all the time. We want to pray for those that have never had an encounter. 
So we made some space today on purpose. We're finishing early so we can have some time to pray for, for people to have an encounter, right? We're really doing this a lot on Wednesday nights. We say, hey, let's, let's do a little bit on a Sunday morning. We have a little more time and space to pray for people. So can we do that? Is that all right? Come on, stand up, church. We want to pray for anybody that's never had an encounter. We want to pray for you on this side of the room, okay? Does that sound okay? If you've never had an encounter, that's like, no, I want an encounter. Or maybe you haven't had an encounter in a long time. We want to pray for you on this side. Or you just want to have an encounter. You just had one during worship. You can have another encounter, right? But it's meeting God and knowing God. That's what we want to do, right? Because we encounter him, we know him, don't we? We encounter him, he changes our lives. We encounter him, he gives us direction and leads and guides us, gives us plans and mandates and really purposes for what we're doing in our lives. We encounter him, we respond. That's what we want to do all the time. Can we do that, church? So we're going to open the altar. Can we do that? Come on. So if you've never had an encounter or you have, you're desperate for an encounter, we want to pray for you. Come on. We just want to open the altars for everybody that's here. And you know, not in any hurry. We're finishing it on purpose to do this intentionally. So open the altars. Ministry team, pastoral team, come on up and we'll pray for everybody. Does that sound good? We do that. I know we can have encounters everywhere. But we open it so large. God, we want to have people. If we're not meeting God in church, where are we meeting him, right? Yes. Yes, Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. These guys are going to go back and worship. So if you just stay with us a few minutes, if you didn't come up, you can, we just want to meet the Lord wherever you're at. Sound good? So Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your presence. We just pray it'd be wide open here. Come on, wide open. There'd be freedom. There'd be no shame. There'd be no pushing down. It'd be wide open for people to encounter you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence right here, right now. God, we pray that Every person that is desperate for an encounter would encounter you right here, right now, God. Father, we pray those that have just been hardened and just been callous because of just life and living in an unclean world, God, we pray you'd wash over them. Come on, God, cut away all the callousness. Just soften hearts, soften hearts, soften hearts, God, all throughout this place, Father. God, those that are seeking direction and clarity in their encounter, God, release wisdom, wisdom, wisdom to live right now wisdom all over this room, all over this place. Those are watching online. God, I'll show you things. What to do, where to go. Come on. Give you wisdom. God, show us how to respond when we meet with you. Holy Spirit, thank you. In Jesus' name.